friends, Meister here, bringing you episode 424 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I'm talking to you about the shift that could change social media forever. And real talk, folks, it's already underway. The shift is happening. The shift has hit the fan. You know I love talking about this stuff, researching this stuff, diving into this stuff. And I recently read an article and I want to share my thoughts about social media and where things are going. All this and more, but first, hey DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestro Five. Three, two, one. Hello, friends, Meister here, and welcome back to another episode of my favorite podcast. As always, endlessly appreciative for each and every one of you. Extra appreciative this episode because as of last episode on Monday's episode, or actually I think kind of happened last week, either way, we hit 1 million downloads of the podcast. We did it, folks. Like, I know we've been talking about it. If you're on my email list, we've kind of been tracking it a little bit. Um, I was at the Ignited Leadership Summit this past weekend. Um, it's an event that Allison Tenney puts on. She is absolutely incredible. I brought on the podcast like probably twice, two or three times. Courtney, if you could link that, thank you. Uh, JoJo, same to you. And she's just absolutely phenomenal. She put on the event. She's asked me to be a speaker. This is the second year. And while we were just hanging out at kind of like at dinner, after dinner, on Saturday, I checked the podcast stats, and lo and behold, the little tick, tick, ticker had rolled over. I mean, it hit one million downloads, and that's really dope to me. We're going to kind of talk about numbers a little bit as in this episode, um, and I don't want people to fixate on numbers, but when you hit certain numbers, it's an accomplishment, especially with things like a podcast. Because it's, it just indicates so much trust from your people and so much time that they have given you. You folks listening to this, watching this, have given me. And I am so grateful. Do I want to do a giveaway? Yes. Am I going to figure out how to do one? At some point, I've done one before in the podcast, but I like to kind of sit with it and think about like how, what makes it the most you know fair and people can um, you know sign up for it and things like that. But either way, we did it. We hit a million. I am 100% stoked about this. And... Just so grateful for each and every one of you who listens and, and downloads and just has been with me from the beginning, right? It's four and a half years to an, to an overnight success. Uh, we've uh, been this episode 424, so, you know, basically it happens super quickly. Uh, but give me a little update besides that, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just so grateful. The knee, it's feeling good. Did, did the presentations this weekend and, you know, stood up and everything's good. Uh, I, the BFR cuffs aren't here yet. But they'll be here shortly, and I did get some new heel wedges that I'm stoked about using. These updates, one, I really enjoy giving them, but this is kind of meta to the episode because right now we are experiencing an, a great, a huge, a significant, a substantial social media shift. And the updates are meta in that I believe 
you know, from my own user experience, when I listen to the podcast, when the host of the podcast gives you updates and invites you into their life, it creates this sense of connection. And ideally, that's what I, when I ask you to DM me and ask you to text me, I will get back to you because I want that connection. And this 100% ties into this shift that we are seeing with social media and that will, you know, I believe forever change how social media is used. So this episode is actually inspired by an article that Emily Reed sent me. We've had her on the podcast as well. If you could link that, thank you. Uh, she sent me this article. It's from The Atlantic. And the title was The Age of Social Media is Ending. And I'm not going to lie. The guy who wrote it sounded a little bit stank. He sounded a little bit salty. And it was a little bit ironic because I don't know if he was actually excluding himself from social media. But to me, writing and platforms like Substack and Reddit and and those kind of platforms where we have this written word – is also social media. And he actually defines this in the article, and this is what I want to speak about today in terms of social media versus social networking. And social media has largely become broadcasting. And that's what this article is, a type of broadcasting. And he's kind of shitting on it, he's kind of poo-pooing it. Uh, but either way, the, the content of the article and overall and kind of how we got where we are is is good. And so I wanted to riff on this. Riff on this. I've been thinking about it for a bit. Uh, so let's dive on in. The article itself, what it's saying, and I do largely agree with it, is that social media as we have come to know it, especially I think with the advent of TikTok, I'm going to say it, it has become about broadcasting. It promotes content creation as opposed to community and connection. I would say that social media isn't dying. Like I think people use these words because it's, they're kind of, they're clickbaity, which speaks to what I'm talking about right now, right? Social media isn't necessarily dying. How we've used it, how we've, it's been used is dying. And I think that's largely because we've reached the saturation point. Things cannot go, excuse me, things cannot grow infinitely, indefinitely. There is a limit to this and we are there. All of these layoffs that we're reading about, you know, for Elon took over Twitter, laid off a bunch of people, um, Meta laid off a bunch of people. I would be interested to see how YouTube is doing because I think that they still have some growth, some room there. They haven't reached a saturation point quite yet, um, but we're seeing a lot of layoffs and that is because we've reached the saturation point and all of the predictions that these bigger, the CEOs of these bigger companies had they were wrong. Like these predictions largely occurred during the pandemic. And we saw a boom, an uptick in usership of all of the, is that the word? Is that weird? I don't know. We're going to go with it. Usership of all these platforms. And it wasn't because necessarily people wanted more online stuff or wanted more stuff online. It was because they couldn't be in person. I would, it would, it would have been really interesting to see what happened to social media if we had the pandemic, but people could also still hang out, which obviously like that couldn't exist, but that is what really spurred people to go online because people want connection. It's not because they just want things online. Yes, there is absolutely an escapism component to it. And that has always been there. That has 100% always been there, including when social media was social networking. What we saw during the pandemic was just an, an increase in all this because there's more people using it. More people stressed out, so an increased desire for that escapism and also an increased desire for a connection because we had, you know, 
super stressed. We want escapism and we don't have connection in person. So we want to find it online. Now, two plus years later, we're seeing kind of the results of that. And people are going back in person. They want the in-person stuff. We knew this would come back because online will never replace in-person. And listen, I am the first to tout the, the merits of social media and sing the benefits and sing its praises, but it will never replace in person. And the first thing that always comes to mind when I think about this is smell. We can never replicate that. I will remember smell-o-vision. That was like a thing for a little bit. We can't replicate that. And so there are certain things that we have when we're in person. And I believe vibes is one of them and, you know, uh, energy exchange that we have when we're in person that we cannot reproduce or replicate online. And therefore, it will never be the same. So those predictions were wrong. It's kind of like when your parents are like, oh, you'll grow into it. We're going to buy it big. And you're like, I am never going to grow into this shit, this shirt is, you know, it's like a size 3XL and you're like, I wear a women's extra small. Like, but that's kind of what happened with social media. They predicted it would be bigger and then it wasn't. So they're having to lay, lay people off. Now, none of this should be surprising. Just the, the fact that we're like hitting the saturation point and just, I think the feeling that we all have about social media, it shouldn't be surprising. Why should it not be surprising? Because we, the users, started adopting the values and the goals of these big corporations. And that we know is a problem. I actually did an episode about this. I don't remember which one it was. Uh, I think it was one of the episodes where I was talking about um, like the value of being a small business. Courtney, if you could link that, amazing. So when we look to adopt the, the values and the goals of these big, of these big companies, we understand that these companies just care about market share. That's it. They just want more eyes, more, 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 more. They don't have an enough. It doesn't exist. The limit to them does not exist, but in reality, it does exist and we're hitting it. So as consumers, not excuse me, as creators, users of the platform, if we start adopting this, I want more views, I want more likes, I want more friends, we see that at some point it's a disaster, right? Disaster waiting to happen. So if we back it up and talk about how this happened, and the article actually goes into this, they do a good job, but how, like, what happened? What we think about, like, the original platforms and how Facebook, like, what it was originally designed for, and even Instagram, how it was originally used. We see the difference between social networking and social media. With social networking, it was largely just to stay in contact with your friends. But even with Facebook, you had to have, like, a college um, email address, and then you were just seeing, like, what your friends were doing. It was kind of like, you know, up, uh, status updates and, you know, away messages, things like that. And, like, the Every time those memes come out and it's like, you know, Gen Z would be horrified if they know that knew that we would go out and then like upload a an album with a hundred pictures to to Facebook. Like that was the thing. It was keeping in touch with your friends. You weren't like going to look at other people's stuff. It, it also wouldn't come across your feed in that way because the feed didn't exist in that capacity. So things started to switch into social media, right? We were going from connection to broadcasting when these platforms started encouraging and allowing and allowing for you to share other people's content. Right? Their goal, again, is market share. Their goal was let's get the users to engage more with the platform. They did not care about getting the users to engage more with each other. To that end, we start to see social networking becoming social media. We start to see people consuming or let me back it up, creating just for the sake of creating, right? getting those dopamine hits. And then we pair this with the fact that 
the bullshit is what is what goes viral, right? We know that there are certain just equations, uh, we'll call it, you can call it algorithms if you want, and certain factors as it relates to content that will increase the likelihood of it going viral. And it's always like the bullshit, right? The sensationalism, things like that. That is what makes people, makes things go viral. Not, hey, how what did you do last weekend? But when we first started using the platforms, that's how we use them. It was for networking. It was what did you do last weekend? What was that party like last night? Put all of the pictures of you, you know, from that out. Put all those pictures into an album, and stay connected with your friends. Additionally, with that, it's kind of like opening up the algorithm and allowing for virality. It seemed to make people think that they deserved an audience. And you folks know I don't really love that word, and there's a lot of issues surrounding it. But we went from using these platforms to connect with other people, keep up with other people, and switch to, I have something to say, and therefore I deserve to be able to say it, and I deserve an audience. And we already start to see how problematic this is becoming. With this, kind of backing up just a little bit, we also saw the... I'll say it, the demise and the quality of content. I feel like an old, I said an old man, but TikTok, we've seen it. One, on the one hand, they lower the quality of the content. Let's say if you think about it, the more likely it is to go viral. And then we saw this kind of content compression. And and maybe I'm not going to fully blame TikTok, but because it started, we saw with Twitter, right, where this this snippets are much shorter, so they're easier to consume. TikTok just did it as video. And so there's more dopamine hits there because it's visual, it's colorful, there's sound that's going on. It's like going to Vegas right, versus reading a book. Very different, very different experience. They did that and then they made it really easy to consume because all you got to do is swipe the old thumb. If you're watching the video, you can see me, just swipe the old thumb. So we have this increased ease of consumption, lower, lower you know, quality, just going after, going after that like kind of reptilian brain. And it's not a surprise that we see the kind of the demise, if you will, of these platforms, very much going from social networking into social media. I don't want to be just the Debbie Downer here and be like, all oh, these bad things. Like there are things that we can do. And I do not think that this paradigm shift is a bad thing. I do not think that what we're seeing right now is a bad thing. And I hope that it does change how social media is used and change social media in general forever. I would love for us to go back towards social networking. And that's what I think is happening, right? We're seeing the pendulum swing back the other way. It went really far to that to the, to the other side where we really went into social media. Everyone becomes a broadcaster. Everyone has a platform. If you have something to say, then you deserve an audience and you can go viral and become famous in the, you know, the click of a button. All the dopamine hits ever. There's a limit to that. It can't grow indefinitely forever. And we are seeing the pendulum come back the other way. So what can we do? Four things. And if you've been following me for any point in time and you're kind of listening to the things that I suggest, then there's a good chance you're already doing these things and you just like keep doing them. And I think that so much of my success has been based on this. And as I'm saying this, I'm searching for the right words in my brain to not come off as arrogant and not come off as like, well, I did it. You could do it too. Or like, this is the only way. And you know, this is how you should define to set, define success. Cause you, you know, if you've listened for any amount of time that that's not what I stand for. That's not what I believe in. I think first off you have to set 
you're enough. You have to establish what your enough is. These companies never did that. I spoke about this in that past episode. And that in and of itself is incredibly problematic. Things cannot just grow forever. Right? Yes, we talk about scarcity on one side, but this like endless abundance on the other side is also problematic. It's, we're going to be in the middle here. So what I want to share with you is if you're looking to use social media for business, do I think that there's still room for growth and room for success and like, you know, you can use this in your skill juice to be squeezed? Absolutely. Am I trying to say this is the only way? Is mine's way is the best way? I think all you all get what I'm going getting after here in just terms of soft suggestions always from me. Uh, and the reason that I'm like really thinking about the words here in the language is because inherently using social media as a way or using these platforms as a way to broadcast and put your stuff out there without leaning into the connection side is what made it social media in the first place. It, was, it is what made it made us get to this point, this where we're at right now, right? So putting all that out there, four things that I, I think are action items and how we can look to move forward. So number one, lean into in-person connection. If your business has an in-person arm, absolutely double down on it. I've been saying this since the pandemic, and I continue to say it, nothing replaces the magic of being in the room. Uh, so if you are at all in person, definitely double down on that. If you're thinking about doing in-person events or retreats or anything like that, absolutely. Like I told you, I just left, uh, just got finished with the United Leadership Summit. We had Boss Up not too long ago. We do two live events for Legacy. There's just nothing that compares to it. Lean into that in-person connection side of things. If you're in the early phases of your business, go pound the pavement, make connections that way. Number two, lean into the small numbers that you may have and focus on connecting with your people. If you're looking to use social media to support your business, awesome. You know, I love this. If you've already started and you're like, I have a small audience, double awesome. Because you have the time then and the ability to really connect with people. You're not overwhelmed. Like, I really just see people get so, they don't have it enough. And they just get so caught up in the numbers. And I'm like, what is 100,000 people? What does that even mean? How can you connect with these people? How can you provide a good service for them? How can you actually listen to them and hear them and serve them? I don't think you can. There's a limit for these things. I just had a discussion with one of my, my clients, Stacey. I fucking love her. And just talking about the size of, of memberships. And like, there's like a number. There's an amount where it's just like you go over that and it's like super saturation. It doesn't work. It's not as good. That number may not be 500 people. That, may, that number may be 150 or 200, maybe 50 people. Maybe it's 25. We have these massive numbers in our head because social media has skewed things and these things are just not sustainable. Endless abundance is not, is not real. It's problematic, right? So lean into the small numbers and focus on connecting with your people. Number three, it's very much ties into the number two, concern yourself with the depth of your relationships, not the width of your reach. So with social media, there is just a preoccupation many times with going viral and just what's going to get more views, what's going to get more, more shares, more likes, more, 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 more. Pull back from that. One, what do you want to be creating? How do you want to be showing up? And then two, love on your people. I think that physical therapists and, you know, I'm biased, but people that are in these kind of service industry, industries can do the best because that's where their heart is at. They're showing up because they want to help. When you're creating these things that you're like, I want to make money, that, that is very, very tough place to come from, right? So 
Concern yourself with the depth of your relationships, not the width of your reach. And then number four, final thing, let things be for you. Now I'm, I'm thinking of this and I actually wrote this down because I had a, a discussion the other day with my girl, Alison Marie, and she was talking about filming some of her workouts and things like that. And she was like, you know what? I just decided to let today be for me. And I was like, I love that. We need more of that. You don't need to share every single thing, every single minute of your life on social media. Yes, when I'm coaching people how to use social media for business, I encourage them to post every day, teach everything they know, share their lives. But I do this not because I want people to go viral, but because it's the easiest and fastest way to, for people to get over their own shit. Right? When it comes to sharing their life and sharing in stories, it's easy for them to get out of their own head because they just get over it. They're like, okay, I've heard my voice. It's a kind of like exposure therapy. And then from the actual posting side of things, it just gives you more reps and more practice to find your voice, to figure out what you like saying, to say things a million times and convince yourself and just get proficient and efficient with saying and doing the things. But as it relates to this you know, massive social media shift, let things be for you. There are plenty of times when I just work out and I don't film anything because it does take longer. I do love sharing, but in my mind, the sharing is always as a means of connection and as a means of helping people. It always has a purpose behind it. That is why I've really struggled with, with TikTok and I was posting it regularly and then I was just like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't really love this platform. I don't really understand it. I don't see the connection side of things. It feels like everyone on here is broadcasting. And I'm not trying to shit on the platform because I hate when people do that to, to Instagram. But I don't understand it. And actually, I had a, I had a, a text exchange with my guy Joe today, my YouTube guy. And I was just like, how do we facilitate this on YouTube? What is this community tab that's there? And how do we utilize that? Because I've been able to do it so well on Instagram. That's why I love it. And to me, that's why Instagram will always be superior and has the leg up on other platforms because of the DMs, because of that community factor. Uh, I know that I did an episode that was, is social media social? Also inspired by Emily Reed. Um, a question from her. So if you link that, Courtney, thank you. Um, I did an episode about that. And that's, that is the, the, the value, the benefit of that platform of Instagram. And all the people that came to boss up the event that I ran with Jill, they knew each other from social media. We all knew each other from social media and by social media, I mean, Instagram, it was from that platform. There's so much value and you can connect because the flip side, I did an episode, uh, winter is coming, a different kind of winter is coming and people are can be siloed. Like you're born in a certain place, you stay there and then it's fucking offensive now. And so you're stuck there. You can't necessarily move to other places where people have different kinds of ideas and, and maybe are more aligned with you. And so social media can provide an amazing place for community and for connection, namely on Instagram. But Instagram is fucking it up. Why? Because they're trying to make all of their users into content creators. Like you cannot see your friends' posts unless your friends have done reels. And your friends don't want to do reels. They want to upload some sepia tone photos of last weekend. And that's what we want to see, that escapism. So I have also spoke about this in the past episode that I do believe that there is absolutely real estate to be had and ground to be made and you know, opportunity to be had with social media, with Instagram in terms of sharing those kinds of pictures and providing escapism for people and connection for people by sharing your life in that regard. But as it relates to point number four, I, I know I'm moving my arms, I'm in it, I'm speaking quickly because I love this stuff. But as it relates to point number four, let things be for you. Let parts of your day just be for you. And you don't need to come on, you know, and tweet about it and be like, I'm not on social media for this. I'm not, I'm not posting on Instagram for this because that defeats the purpose. Like, I kind of hate that shit. And I'm like, just leave. Like, just don't, if you don't want, if you need a break, just don't show up. You don't need to post about the break that you're taking. Like, just stop. 
So let things be for you. Go on that walk and let it be for you. Go and work out and let it be for you. You don't have to share every single thing. And when you do share, share for connection. We're not sharing for showing off. It's sharing to build that community. And when people write to you, write back. And it doesn't have to be five seconds later. But let's look to use social media as social networking, which is what originally birthed social media in the first place. All right, going to wrap it up here, looking at the time. And I, I could talk about this forever, but going to keep it compressed because also the editing, all this stuff is taking a long time, but it's, we're getting better, folks. We are getting better, and I'm stoked about the process. Big take home from today, yes, we are currently experiencing a massive shift in social media, and I think it's maybe hopefully going to change social media forever and push us back towards social networking, and we can embrace the smaller numbers and we can embrace the fact that that allows for connection and allows for community. And we're not just so focused on create, 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 consume, 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 consume. All right. Officially going to wrap it up there. If you got questions, comments, concerns, additions, subtractions, you just want to say hello, you want to connect, I beg you, but basically every episode, shoot me a message. We're going to have one call to action, but with two options. It's better than having a million, right? If you want to connect, if you want to share your thoughts, whatever, shoot me a DM at The Movement Maestro or shoot me a text. It is me. The text will be green because it's my sideline. I'm not going to give away my regular number out on these platforms, but it is me. Shoot me a text, 310-737-2345. I love hearing from you. All right, that's it. Until next time, friends, Maestro, 